Hello, and welcome to Glory Be, interesting people and how they pray. Each week we chat with interesting people about their lives, their work, and how they pray. I'm Sharon Hanish. And I'm Mike Malcolm. Our guest today is Father Desmond Okpogba. He was born and raised in Nigeria and ordained to the priesthood in the year 1989, making it 34 years a priest. So he's currently the pastor at the Church of the Madeline here in Tulsa, but he has quite an impressive educational background. So lots of school. Um, he got his Bachelor in Philosophy from the Biggard, Brigard Memorial Seminary in Nigeria, and then a Bachelor's in Theology at the Brigard Memorial Seminary in, how do you pronounce it? Enugu. Enugu, Nigeria. And then th- those schools are all affiliates of the Urban University in Rome. Then, that's not enough. He comes to, to the States and gets a master in MS at, mm-hmm. from OSU, so yeah. go Cowboys. And then... That's all science and education. Okay. But then you continued with getting a doctor in education at OSU. So, welcome Dr. Father Desmond. <laughs> I think I prefer to be known as Father Desmond. Okay, well, we'll just stick to that then. That's great. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank and you. you have been the pastor of the Madeline here in Tulsa for six uh, years. I'm completing the sixth year. Okay. Six years of being here at Madeline. Yep. And then before that, where were you? I was in the places you call the Green Country Parishes. Yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Roland, Weber's Falls, and uh, Cookson Hills. Okay, so lots of time in your car driving. Oh, always driving. Yeah, yes. With, uh, but I, honestly, there was never a day I ran into any deers. Yeah, well, that's good. No that deers. Was, yeah, I was lucky. You were lucky. Yeah. yeah. But one time I went to Pony to do mass. <laughs> I ran into a bit. Oh no! Yeah. Like your car actually hit a deer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you all right? I was all right. I came down to see if I can find a deer, but yeah. I couldn't see the deer. So maybe. Oh, he ran off. He ran off. I wanted oh, some meat that evening. Yeah. <laughs> no venison. No venison. No. Yeah. We're, oh, we're so glad you're here. You know. Thank you. Uh, we're. So now I kind of understand your background here in Oklahoma as a priest, but mm-hmm. you're and we we mentioned in our bio that you're from Nigeria. So take us back. Did you always want to be a priest? You became a priest in Nigeria. How how did you end up in Oklahoma? Tell us your vocation story and how you ended up here. Actually, I um I, I I didn't start like Father Javita because when he was born, everybody knew him as Father yeah. Joe. Right. Oh, dear. Right. So, but in my case, it was not like that. In fact, it was when I went to the high school. Was it a Catholic high school? A Catholic high school run by the Marish Brothers. Oh, nice. It was run then. The government took it over, but still, uh, the brothers were... Uh, behind the school, it was around. So they were doing what we call morning instructions, moral instruction, I say. And they would come to the school. And sometimes we went to the community and prayed with them. That's the first place I learned what to call the breviary. Oh, okay. the breviary. So I joined them, said, so pray in the breviary. Very holy people. Yeah. And um, 
they were really instrumental to my being a priest in a way. And in fact, when we finished high school, some people thought I was going to become a brother, but it wasn't. Actually, when I finished school, um, I was attending morning masses. I joined the Legion of Mary. I was a member of the local choir, an altar boy. And then, because when I finished, I was attending morning masses. One morning, my pastor then asked me, Desmond, have you considered being a priest? I said, well, I haven't given it a hard talk as such. Um, I was very, uh, to be honest with you, when I tell people this, they don't believe me. I was a very shy person. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't really. If he had not asked me, probably I, I was so shy that I couldn't have even gone to him to say, Father, I wanted to be a priest. But, yeah. you know, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he asked me, so it's like somebody affirming some kind of burning mm -hmm. me, but, you know. And I said, well, let me go and think about it. He said, okay, well, come back to me in a week's time. So a week's time, I went back, and I told him, I said, Father, yes, I've decided to enter the seminary and become a priest. He was very excited, yeah. and he helped to get some of the th things I needed. Yeah. There was a long robe where I call it Sudan, and surplice when we go to Mass and all that, put it on. He got those to me, got some of the things I needed. Now, did your so, parents, were they excited about this, or were they like... I, they were kind of... Um, because I was, in fact, there was one, my younger brother was the one whom everybody had taught to be a priest. Right, right. And he was mimicking priests in yeah. blessing people. Yeah. And people would always come to him and he would just be blessing them. Right. Like a priest. And then they give him some things. And he, I'm older than him. Sometimes I'll take them from him. <laughs> You know, so and did he become a priest? No, no, <laughs> no, no. So the shy, yeah, the shy one become the, became the priest. So what I said it was, my dad was with cautious optimism because I had not, you know, been saying that. Although he knew that at a certain point in my life, I was always attending morning masses, going to Legion of Mary, doing some of those things, mm -hmm. but not exactly said I wanted to be a priest. So when I told him, because one morning he called, you know, my dad was a school teacher, an educationist, and he emphasized much on education. And so he woke us up early in the morning, he would do that. When he wants to have important discussion with us, he yeah. woke us. When we were really enjoying our sleep. <laughs> How many just, siblings? Oh, we were um, 12 of us. 12. So wow. he all 12 of you up. Yeah. Uh, well, he mainly woke up the boys. Okay. okay. So uh, we, were, we got there. He will talk to the girls at some point, but... The boys, he got us up because we were in the same room with him. Yeah. So then he would then be asking us what we wanted to do. That yeah. was when. And the reason why I became the priest was because I said it first before my younger brother. Mm -hmm. And probably if he had said it first, yeah. he may, could have been. Because thank God that I'm older than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't have two priests in the same family? Well, I... <laughs> I don't know whether my dad would have been ready for that. Yeah. Um, but he could have. I don't know. 
But when I said it, I said, okay. Then he said, my younger brother can become a lawyer. And is he a lawyer? He wasn't immediately until years later. He is a lawyer now. Okay. Okay. Okay, So you go to the seminary Uh in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. You're ordained. I'm ordained, yes. And are you a priest in Nigeria? How did you end up here in Tulsa, Oklahoma? A very interesting question and interesting story how that happened. Um, Well, I was at uh, Father Jovita's parish. And Father Jovita is... A priest here? Uh, he's in- a priest here in, in Tulsa. Okay. He's at St. John's McAllister. Uh, he used to be the rector of the cathedral. Okay. But in any case, um, when um, I was in Nigeria, there was a priest from my diocese who was a secretary to the nuncio mm. in Zimbabwe. And so this priest, Bishop Slattery, visited Zimbabwe with Father Tim Davison and another lady from Zimbabwe. They wanted to have a partnership with them <laughs> in Zimbabwe, although it didn't work out again. It only worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the result of that meeting. Okay. Oh. So they went to Zimbabwe with that professor at TU University. And then there in Zimbabwe, they met this Nigerian priest my from my diocese. And he was the secretary of the nurses. So they were conversing. And during the conversation, uh, Bishop Slattery had mentioned to him that he was lacking priests in his diocese. And so Father, uh, then he was a, was a Father Brian, but now he is Archbishop Brian because he's uh, a nuncio now. Wow. So, uh, um, so he said, okay, I'm going to talk to my bishop. He may have a couple of priests to loan to you. So he facilitated the conversation. So it was between Bishop Slattery and my bishop. So the agreement was that two priests would be sent to the Diocese of Tulsa. And uh, after two years, then we can go back or maybe if the bishop then decides something and anything else then they can talk it out so eventually after two years we came 97 and then after two years um, Bishop Slattery wrote my bishop and said that uh, he would want us myself and Father Kenneth Mm -hmm. to continue to help in the diocese and asked my bishop for permission. My bishop said, okay, I will let them stay, walk with you, and any time you don't need them, then you have to let them come back. <laughs> my bishop decided to talk like a kind of a blanche, you know, what is, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so, bishop said, okay. I said, oh. How did you get selected? Did they ask people, would you be willing to go no. to the United States? No, they just said you're... No, my bishop called me and Father Kenneth and then sat us down in his office and said, I'm sending you to Tulsa and I feel that you can represent our diocese. And uh, that's why I'm sending two of you specifically to that diocese. And for the first time... A Nigerian priest are sent to the diocese. So I hope you all will do us proud there. 
So you come to our diocese. How did you end up going to OSU to continue some, do additional education? Um, my bishop was educated here in America. And he has so much uh, value for education. Mm. And he had, he's late now. But he once wanted his priest to use the opportunity of being in his death year to advance their knowledge, go to school, nice. you know, and then he can come back. Uh, we have some Catholic schools because uh, the government had given back some of the schools we used to run before the Nigerian Biafran War. Because after the Nigerian Biafran War, the government took over all the schools. Yeah. But then a starting governor came back and then started giving back those schools back to the missionaries. Mm-hmm. And they are one of the, those books of schools are most, most of them are the best schools you can have in Nigeria. Nice. It was run by priests and nuns and all that. And good Catholic teachers. Well, and despite so, the, the war, oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. So, Oh, well, I was just going to say, despite the war, the Catholic Church has a great presence in Nigeria. There's, yes. what, 19 or 20 dioceses there? Oh, it's, it's, it's a lot. More yeah. than that. Oh, more than that. Gosh. Yeah, it's, it's over 30 or 40 something. Oh, man, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. So there is, there's a, a very densely packed country with lots of Catholics. Yeah, a lot of Catholics, mm-hmm. especially on the eastern side. Yeah. The north is more of Muslims, okay. but we have Catholics too yeah. in the north. Yeah. Present government, uh, uh, president, his wife is a pastor of a church. Okay. Interesting. And he's a Muslim. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they live in, yeah. they're married. That's a great symbol yeah. for the country. You yeah. know, as as we're moving into the second part of our our conversation, conversation, yes. So it's interesting people and how you pray. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously, at a very young age, you were in the Legion of Mary. You were going to mass daily. You know, that's not everybody. Young person does that. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you pray? Like, what does your prayer life let you get up in the morning? Uh, yeah, when I woke up in the morning. First of all, yeah, I thank God that I am awake again because I could have gone over. Yeah, there's an opportunity when you woke up in the morning. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. You know, you praise God. I may not be thinking too much all the time, but in my heart, I'm thinking I'm very grateful that I'm awake again as another day for giving me another opportunity. Then my day starts with warming a cup of water. Putting some ginger in it, lemon, and apple cider mother with a spoon in the water, warm. I drink it. And after I finish drinking it, I start my morning prayers. Okay. I say, first of all, I say my office. Mm-hmm. And then after saying my office, I will say the morning prayer. Mm-hmm. And after saying the morning prayer, then I will say my rosary. Yeah, Because of the business, sometimes if you're not... Um, you know, because I'm so busy. If you, if I don't do it that time, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it may be difficult for me because mm-hmm. a situation where I wake up, I start to say it while I'm about to go to bed. Yeah. Then I slip off. When I said before, I said five helmets or three helmets, I'm off. Mm-hmm. So what I do is that I do that. I wake up in the morning. Yeah. 
I say my office, I say my um, my morning prayer. No, they're two different things, mm-hmm. but connected. And then I will do my rosary. Then after the rosary, except on Friday, on on Wednesday when we do the mass in the evening, I will go and do mass eight o'clock. Uh-huh. Uh, Tuesday through uh, Saturday, we do Saturday morning mass at eight o'clock. So I do the mass, then go and have breakfast, and after breakfast go to the office, uh, and then office work begins. Yeah. So, now, was your family like? Did you pray together as a family growing up? Uh, we did sometimes. We did sometimes. We prayed together, and uh, the all of us at the point did not quite live together then. You know, some people live in college yeah, or right. live somewhere and all yes. and. So sometimes we did it together. Sometimes you wake up, you say your prayers, and then you go to money mass. Yeah. Yes. Or sometimes you go to money mass and then say your prayers there. So. Now, do you sing? You meant you've got you kind of broke out in song here. Is that a prayer for you? No. Yeah. yeah. You do. Yes. Yeah. I I, uh, I used to be known as a singing priest when I was in the seminary. I was one of those chosen um, cantors. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we have special occasions, we select some of us. Uh, we will uh, counter the ma- uh, what yeah. is mass, the some uh, responsible psalm. And I was a member of the choir. I sang uh, uh, the uh, tenor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nice. This tenor. Nice. So, uh, my family is a musical family. Are they musical? Oh, yeah, family. my grandmother was such a a singer, my dad, my brothers, my nephews. Yeah. If I three of my nephews had your education, but today they don't want to do anything else except music. Hmm. Yes. To my, I, I didn't quite, <laughs> I know music is good, but one of them one time I said, why all of you just into this music thing? One went to the university and got his uh, first degree. Right. The daughter to have their masters in literature and uh, botany, um, what kind botany and all that. Yeah. Botany, yeah. yeah, and still musicians, musicians, and uh, biochemistry. Yeah. They are still doing music. Wow. They're yes. composing. Yeah, my one of my nephews can play, can compose, can oh, he can dance. That's amazing. Like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Wow. So you're you're. We're family. a family. Yeah. yeah, you are a very musical family. Yeah. So, um, one thing that we always ask everyone, has there been a time in your life when it's been difficult to pray? Uh, yes. Um, when I look at the situation happening around the world, around Africa, sometimes it's very uh, depressing. Mm-hmm. And... The reason is, uh, for instance, look at the situation in Ukraine. A lunatic just went there and then oppressing people and people are dying Mm. and killing people, trying to take over somebody's territory. I look at how politicians, corrupt politicians are ruining the economy of countries. And you have election cycles. Christians fast. Christians pray. 
Everybody wanted a change. Everybody called on God, take over mm-hmm. to rescue the nation from all these charlatans, all these thieves. The country is just so endowed with a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. If they use what Nigeria has, I, then everybody in that country will be very, very rich, doing very well. Mm-hmm. But a few people let hold on the economy, hold on the resources, and then they steal it. And the worst part of it is they take the money overseas. Some of them in Switzerland, some is in Cayman Islands, some of them in um, all these places, UK, this country. Mm -hmm. And then when the election comes, you pray, God, take out. You have somebody who we know has been tested. Mm -hmm. Very wonderful person with result-oriented administration. He did very well. And then everybody prayed that he will win and all that. Then, so what is what? Is, so my disappointment is that I feel like God, yes. are you not? Where, where are you in this? Come on! I mean, it's it, it's a momentary thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a human person. I feel yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. I just say, why am I going to be praying again? Because it looks like whatever I ask for is is not happening. But then I know. I tell myself, some of these things are lessons for us, that you don't depend on yourselves, you depend on God. Yeah. And God comes at his own time. Yes. So, and I said, if God allows these things to happen, they talk about conformity to the will of God. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is how God wants it. Or maybe he wants us to learn a lesson from it. Maybe he's trying to let us depend on him to know that he is the one. Oh, yeah. So sometimes we try to depend on ourselves and thinking that the human person can solve our problem right. without letting God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember what he said, that if my people who are called by my name will call on me, I will come and restore their land. So I think maybe we have to get back to the one mm-hmm. who has the power, yeah. the one who can do all things, rather yeah. than depending on ourselves. I think one of the times says, not to us, not to us, Lord, but to your name be glory. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we tend to take the glory to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That is very profound. Yes, that's that's. Thank good. you for sharing that. Well, another question that we ask everyone is if you could invite the whole world to join you in a single prayer intention, what would that prayer intention be? Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Right? Yeah. I want to pray for peace. I want to pray for love. Yeah. Um, some of things happening around us, the world is just, the world is kind of bereft of God's love. Mm. Love for God and love for one another. And if we have that love, then there will be respect, there will be justice, there will be compassion, there will be goodness, there will yeah. be everything will fall in place. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't make a mistake when he said that the greatest commandment is love. Yeah. I love that prayer. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with Yeah, me. and we want peace. And if you want that peace, let it begin with me. If we do our own parts, we give the rest to God. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's great. Well, I could definitely join you in that prayer. Would you lead us in a glory be, Father? Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
thank you, Father Desmond, so much for being on this. This is great. Thank you, Mike. Yep. Well, and the hospitality is great. It's We're so recording nice here. Too glad to see you. Yeah, again, your name again. Sorry, Sharon. Uh, Sharon Hannish. Hannish. Yes. 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 From the Hannish clan. From exactly. The, the great <laughs> Hannish clan of Tulsa. <laughs> Glory B is a production of the Office of Communications at the Church of St. Mary in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm your producer, Mike Malcolm. See you next week. To find out more about this podcast, you can find it online on your favorite streaming platform now.